the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 1280 The Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul. FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio. With SRM News, I'm Jason Walker. It has been a busy 12 hours for Israeli warplanes striking targets across Gaza, as well as two airports in Syria and a mosque in the occupied West Bank. The Israeli military also claims to have struck a terrorist cell planning to launch anti-tank missiles at rural communities along the border with Lebanon. Israel has traded fire with Lebanon's Hezbollah militant group on a near daily basis since the war began. Tensions are also soaring in the Israeli-occupied West Bank, where Israeli forces say they have battled militants in refugee camps and carried out two airstrikes in recent days. Smoke could also be seen rising near the for border crossing a day after the first trucks of aid were allowed into the enclave from Egypt. Israel appears to be on the verge of launching a ground offensive in Gaza as part of its response to Hamas's deadly rampage. This is SRN News. Charlie Kirk believes we're seeing unprecedented behavior. This is not an exaggeration. It's not hyperbole. This is an attempt to nullify the United States Constitution. This is not justice, everybody. This is seething, neurotic revenge. Revenge against Donald J. Trump for even daring to run for the presidency. The Charlie Kirk Show, weeknights at 11 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. From the Genovations Region Weather Center, this is AM 1280. The Patriot. Let's take a look at your weather today. Patchy fog and partly sunny in a high of 58. Tomorrow, partly sunny, high of 65. And Tuesday, chance of rain, high of 58. The Narn with Brad Carlson continues next right here on AM 1280. The Patriot. Portions of the following program may have been pre-recorded. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. Hey, I'm 12 the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast we like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here taking phone calls, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for comments or questions. And if you'd like to follow us along on Facebook, feel free to do so. Just go to Facebook, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and give us a like or a follow if you haven't done so already. 
And we do have a live stream of the broadcast up and running right now, so you can follow along there as well, as well as leave a comment or question in that uh, comment section. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. Going to switch gears now and welcome to the broadcast our first guest, Paige Rue. Paige is a Turning Point USA contributor, host of Reloaded, and a firearms instructor. Comes from a a long line of uh, passionate uh, firearms folks. Uh, You can uh, check out her family's uh, shooting range at Arizona Shooters World. That's azshootersworld.com. We want to have Paige on the broadcast because undoubtedly you've heard several commercials promoting her docuseries Reloaded, which is available right now at SalemNow.com. It is a reality show that follows the journey of Paige as she strives to become a legit and respected competition shooter. So we'll talk to her about that as well as her Second Amendment advocacy. So with that, we are honored to welcome to the broadcast the aforementioned Paige Rue. Paige, good to have you on the broadcast today, young lady. How are you? I'm great, Brad. How are you? I am doing well. Uh, thanks so much. Uh, I uh, I got it. Upfront, uh, page the last uh, few years, uh, my wife and I we had uh, recently obtained our concealed carry permit. So, because I am a social media junkie, I've been following as many shooters on social media as I can, yourself included. So, I've been following you for a few years. Have uh, been very impressed by the various endeavors that you've uh, been uh, engaged in. And speaking of engagements, congratulations, young lady! I see that uh, you're engaged <laughs> to be married. That's exciting. Thank you. So much. Thank you. Uh, fun fact, no one knows. During uh, 2020, I was actually in my senior year to become a wedding planner. And then I turned gears and now I'm a, a full-time firearms instructor. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that's yeah, quite a twist of fate <laughs> to, to be sure. So, uh, and uh, like I say, I did watch the uh, video. I'm I'm a, I'm an old sap, Paige Rue. So I, I have to admit, I teared up a little bit, even though I don't know you and your fiance. But uh, that was very very uh, fine moment, and one you clearly did not expect coming. I I have to say, <laughs> I did not expect it all. We were uh, yeah, we were on Lake Powell, and never would I have thought that he would have put the ring on the lake. Uh, but he did, and I was not expecting it. We just bought a house too, so. I said, honey, do not feel obligated to propose. I'm not <laughs> expecting it at any time. And then a week later, he proposed. So uh, now it's time to plan a wedding. Yeah, very exciting. Well, yeah, as if you don't have a, a whole lot of other things going on, Pedro. Yeah, yeah definitely Godspeed in the endeavors that come with the wedding planning. Well, uh, I guess you. we'll we'll start off uh, up front. I did mention your uh, you know shooting and Second Amendment advocacy. This is uh, – this is actually a family business, Pedro. Why don't you kind of give us a little background on how that got started? Yeah, absolutely. So my dad was uh, military and law enforcement, and he was law enforcement in Phoenix, Arizona. And he actually started a tactical company providing police equipment um, for police officers in our area at just a more affordable rate because he himself couldn't afford the extra equipment. As a police officer, he rented space out of Shooter's World, the previous owner. At that time, it was just one location, one small private store. And he had the opportunity to purchase it from him in 2002. My dad kind of scrunched up everything that he could and, and purchased this business. And since then, it's been, what, 20, 21 years now. Okay. And uh, now it's a full family business. We have three locations. We've expanded it tremendously. Each location is about thirty to 40,000 square feet. Our headquarters is just about 64,000 square feet. It's a massive facility. We're a training facility, um, and I grew up, I kind of explain it to people because they say, you know, you grew up in an indoor range. What's that, what is that like? And I said, well, it's kind of like growing up in your family's restaurant and working on the weekends. Mine just is an indoor shooting range. Okay. 
Fair enough, fair enough. And and when you uh, when you share with folks that this is, uh, I mean, this is something that you grew up with, are they kind of taken aback? I mean, unfortunately, firearms, when we hear about a lot of the spree killings, I mean, that are uh, obviously uh, mm-hmm. certainly blown up in the media. You hear about uh, particularly younger people with guns, and I know that that's part of your passion, part of your advocacy is to help younger people have an appreciation and a respect for firearms. Are folks kind of taken aback when you tell them that this is something you literally grew up in and grew up around, Pedro? It depends on the age group. I've been doing a lot of research on different generations, millennial, Gen Z um, specifically. I am the youngest millennial. Um, and so my my upbringing was still that old school. The, the firearm is a tool that's used in the house. You don't touch it when your parents aren't around. You ask as many questions as you need. Um, you just have respect for it. And I was always raised uh, that it, it wasn't this thing to be curious about. I mean, I went to work with my dad all the time and my dad sold guns and taught people how to shoot them and, and operate them safely. And that was just my life. Um, so it depends on the generations. But again, my, my childhood was, I mean, my fifth grade science project, my teachers allowed me to test the ballistics of ammunition on uh, plate carriers and plates for law enforcement. And that was my fifth grade science project. And they didn't have any issues with it. Nowadays, it's totally different. Right. So a little bit depending on, depending on the generations, for sure. So obviously we want to talk about, because uh, we are a Salem Communications affiliate here at AM1280, The Patriot, and obviously closely affiliated with uh, SalemNow.com. Talking about your series, uh, Reloaded, uh, we saw the description of it talking about uh, your uh, quest to become a respected competition shooter. Uh, is there also some, uh, you're, and you're talking about the family business, is there, are there also some family outtakes that the folks can be entertained by, Pedro? What can you tell us about this? Oh, gosh. I think my favorite part of this entire series, and it was a struggle that I had with our productions team, but they were incredible. I am a very uh, authentic human being. My family loves being on camera, but I'm also very type A. So I sat down with them and I said, look, you guys, everything that we shoot, if you don't get it in the first take, you are not using it and I will not repeat the shot. So Every single thing in this show was a one take. They had, you'll sometimes get like the cameraman in in specific shots. It's kind of like if you've seen The Office, Mm -hmm. it's very reality like that. They're just truly following our lives. I think the funniest thing is my dad, my dad is just a hoot, but the first, the first episode is my favorite because we do, uh, we do a little shooting like. A battleship game with my dad and I ended up actually destroying him no pun intended uh and so all of all of that was real and then in the last episode my dad is just being my biggest cheerleader at uh at the tactical games my competition that I'm doing and he's he's off taking care of all the other athletes while I'm while I'm doing my workout tanning people towels and and getting them watered I'm like dad what are you doing it's just Everything about it. There's really no outtakes because we we put it all in the show. I love it. I love it. So, I, how would how were you initially approached to for a, a project like this? Was it something you were proactive to maybe uh, I don't know, um, kind of promote your uh, your shooting prowess, or is this something no, you were approached? I, I mean, how did this come about? I guess. Are you ready for this? So, uh, 
I, in 2020, I had a, a social media account, and I still do, called Some Chick Who Shoots, and I started it privately uh, just for my students because I was still a part-time firearms instructor while going to college. And in 2020, a department from Turning Point USA reached out to me, and they said, we wanted you to be an ambassador. And I was so scared of politics, and I didn't think that I was educated enough on the Second Amendment and and policy. I just did not understand that area. And so I kind of, you know, tiptoed, and I was like, I don't know. And then another department reached out to me, and it was about four or five months, and then I finally heard from someone else, and they said, we'd love to have you in for um, a show or a production that we're doing. Mm. And I said, okay. So we started with a phone call. And then we fast forward, and uh, a couple weeks later, I went into their headquarters. I didn't know that their headquarters was in Phoenix. At the time, this is how so detached I was to just, like, the political realm in 2020. And uh, I sat down. I, I got to tour headquarters for about an hour, and then they sat me down, and they said, okay, let's talk about your show. And I kind of just blank stared at them processing oh i'm not guest starring anywhere i'm not just coming in for a one day thing you are hiring me to do a production so um i said yes let's let's talk about myself (laughs) and it all kind of started from there it all happened very quickly uh that was about two years ago we started uh one version of reloaded and it was very educational from behind the gun counter and I'm, I'm educating you on YouTube. And we actually got rid of that because I did not feel as authentic as my, myself. I didn't, I didn't feel myself. I didn't feel like you could feel my personality and they shifted and they said, well, when you're off camera, you guys are hilarious. Like you're, we're getting to know your family. You all are characters in, in yourself. And so then they decided to change it into a reality TV, which is where we came up with this season. Fantastic. Once again, we are talking with uh, Paige Rue, talking about her latest docuseries, Reloaded. Again, go to SalemNow.com. Definitely check it out there. It looks like there's uh, eight episodes. And uh, with, with that promotion, some of the uh, outtakes of just her be- interacting with her family members as well as the uh, uh, quest to become a legit and respected competition shooter definitely sounds like a uh, – uh, definitely not to miss. Uh, Paige, we need to take a quick break. Any chance you can hold for one more segment with us? Absolutely. Fantastic. Paige Rue will be back with us for one final segment. We'll talk uh, some more in depth about her Second Amendment advocacy uh, involving millennials and Gen Z. And uh, we're here to take your phone calls as well, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Or check out our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page, where we have a live stream of the broadcast up and running. Brad Carlson, the clothes are back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Thefishtwincities.com is streaming your favorite contemporary Christian artists like Matthew West, Toby Mack, for King and Country, and many more. Stream along at thefishtwincities.com, download the free app, or listen on your Amazon smart speaker. Hey, you're up next. Ugh, my throat hurts so bad. There's no way I can sing tonight. Here, try these. Vicks Cool Drops. Yeah, Vicks Cool Drops has maximum strength menthol with a rush of Vicks Vapors. Ooh, I can already feel it. I told you. 
So, you ready? I'm ready. Vaporize sore throat pain fast with Vicks Vapo Cool Drops. Major phone carriers make you sign contracts with rigid data plans to trap you into a kind of forced phonogamy. Sounds pretty insecure if you ask me. At Consumer Cellular, we believe in a more consensual and healthy form of phonogamy, free of contracts and more flexible to your data needs. This way, you stick around not because we force you to with contracts and fees, but because you love our phone plans. Like ardently love our phone plans. Phonogamously. Consumer Cellular. When Freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about the 100% drug-free relief factor. We all deal with aches and pains in our day-to-day lives, and I have had my fair share, including injuries like a detached quad muscle that, I can tell you, fell into the category of really bad pain. But I've been able to manage the pain by taking relief factor. It helps your own body to attack and fight off sources of inflammation, the source of most of our aches and pains, and I've loved it for years now. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick starter pack for the discounted price of only nineteen ninety-five. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. Record-setting four-time Emmy Award winner Michelle Tafoya discusses politics and the state of our culture, free from mainstream media pressures. That means you'll find unhindered commentary and astute observations that bring greater depth to the topic at hand. Insight from subject matter experts and thought leaders round out the conversation. Watch the Michelle Tafoya podcast free on YouTube or stream via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SalemPodcastNetwork.com. GodTube.com. Inspiration, comedy, music, faith, and fun. Get the best of GodTube every morning and start your day with a smile. Great faith-based videos sent to your inbox daily when you subscribe at GodTube.com, a division of Salem Media Group. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carls. Thanks for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And feel free to follow along on Facebook. Just do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network and follow our live stream of our broadcast. It's up and running right now. And as always, we thank you for tuning in. Joined again by Paige Rue talking a little bit about her docuseries on SalemNow.com, the docuseries entitled Reloaded, a reality show that follows the journey of Paige Rue as she strives to become a legit and respected competition shooter, and also talking about her Second Amendment advocacy, particularly uh, her work that she's done with Turning Point USA, an organization obviously appealing to young people the virtues of civil liber- civil liberties like uh, the Second Amendment. Uh, Paige, as you're uh, out and about in your advocacy today and you're reaching out to young people, particularly the uh, generation of millennials and, and Gen Z, uh, what is there kind of one sentiment that dominates their mind as far as their reaction to, to firearms or is it kind of all over the map or what are you finding in your uh, in your advocacy 
it is truly, I have no idea what I'm walking into every school that I go to. It was a little nerve wracking at first, uh, but some of the schools that I thought were going to be more anti-gun were actually very supportive. And some schools that I've been to that I thought were going to be more pro were a little bit more uh, hesitant or had a lot more questions revolving in the Second Amendment. It also depends on the state. What I will say is the, the first few schools that I did go to, um, Idaho, uh, University of, of Idaho was one of my first ones. And it was so eye-opening to me of the questions they had because even though we were about the same age, uh, I grew up in obviously a very different world. And I kind of had this tunnel vision of, well, people my age kind of think the same way I do, or the questions that I have, I think are similar to, you know, uh, students my age. And then I would go to these schools and there, I didn't realize how that they have to fight and argue the second amendment every day. And I don't have to do that. I have people who come to me who have made the decision to arm themselves. So I don't even have to, I don't have to sell them on it. I don't have to persuade them. Um, They have to do that. They are argued with by other students who don't agree with them. And so they come to me with these very difficult questions. It was eye-opening to me at first, but it helped me prepare for future schools. I have to believe that as a a firearms instructor as you are, that has to be uh, pretty exhilarating when you encounter someone that is very skeptical about firearms, maybe even to the degree they are anti-firearms, want nothing to do with them, yet for some reason were coaxed into coming to the firing range, learning more about them, and then it took maybe a couple of times actually handling a firearm and, and utilizing it and then getting completely hooked. I see a lot of stories like that myself being a relatively new shooter, Pedro. I can't imagine what that's like for you uh, being a firearms instructor and, and, and what that must do for, for the business. Absolutely. It's, it's truly my passion. There's not a lot of instructors. I always say there's a lot of advanced instructors. Everyone wants to teach the advanced stuff. Um, and I compare it to like math, a, a calculus teacher in college, right? A calculus teacher has a difficult time teaching a kindergartner how to do one plus one. I love teaching that basic fundamentals. I, you know, I don't like making people feel dumb. If you have questions, you ask them. You're making mistakes in a safe way. That is what I'm here for. And I want you to feel comfortable and empowered. And I will repeat the, the safety rules as many times as you need me to do it. I will demonstrate it as many times as you need me. I love teaching just and seeing that light bulb hit for those people of, oh, this isn't as scary as I thought or as, as the media says. And I said, no, as long as you know how to use it and you are in control of it, it's a tool. And that's it. And you don't have to use the gun to protect yourself. Get that out of your mind. You can just, it is your Second Amendment right to have one of these. So obviously we, a lot has been talked about, and we've talked about it a great deal on this radio station, You know, particularly what we saw in 2020, not only during the pandemic, but of course we, were, we here were kind of the epicenter of the summer of unrest in the Twin Cities with a lot of the uh, violent protests that were taking place. And I know a lot of, 
uh, we'll, we'll just say non-conventional gun owners realize the virtue of owning guns when, particularly here, law enforcement in some jurisdictions were told to stand down while a lot of this unrest took place, and people were genuinely fearful for their for their homes, for their businesses, and, and, and obviously their lives. So from that standpoint, Pedro, um, you probably have seen since 2020 a lot uh, a bigger a spike in demographics in gun ownership because a lot of people, when they think gun ownership, they think, you know, typically the uh, the, the biker gangs, uh, the big white males. And, and I appreciate folks like yourself busting a lot of those, those stereotypes. And, I mean, did you see a lot of that in the aftermath of the social unrest that a lot of these stereotypes of, the gun owner just being the, 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 the typical white male just, just isn't true anymore. It's not true at all. Absolutely, Brad. Uh, I saw a huge change, especially in 2020, because thankfully in Arizona, we were deemed essential. Uh, so we actually did not close one day during the pandemic. Um, but we saw a lot of people come in. We had lines out the door trying to buy a gun. They didn't care what it was. Um, we were just selling guns and educating people on how to use them. And I had, uh, it was it still sticks with me and it gives me goosebumps every time I tell someone this, but I had someone come up and it was a husband and a wife and you could tell how, how nervous they were to be in our building. And granted, you know, half of our staff are women. We don't do the typical, you know, tactical store, anything like that. You know, we, we dress how we want to dress that way. We're more approachable. And they, uh, they walked up and they said, uh, and I quote, I never thought that I would have to walk in this store in my entire life, but I'm coming to realize that when I call 911, the police will not come. Mm. And we just like, there was like three of us around helping them. And we just thanked them for having the courage to come in the store alone. But you're right. There is a huge increase. I believe based on a 2019 statistic, I need to look up the updated one. Um, but it's about 40% of women uh, or 40% of the industry is women now, and that's continuing to grow. Uh, representation of accessories and guns and, and sizes for women are now in the industry, which was not, uh, you know, five or six years ago, um, as well as there's a huge increase in African-American gun owners yes. um, as well as women. It's, it's a great demographic, but no, it's not just that that old white dude carrying a gun on his hip anymore. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, I'll be, I'll be perfectly honest with you. As I indicated, you know, my wife and me would just, it was just three years ago for the first time ever, we got our uh, concealed carry permits here in Minnesota and uh, bought our first firearm uh, a couple of years ago. And, and I'll be honest with you, I saw one of your videos, you know, instructional videos on how to ensure always that uh, your, your, gun isn't loaded and so i always from that point forward always assume it's loaded until i'm 100 percent sure it's not even when i take the mag out well got to make sure there isn't one in the chamber and i'll be perfectly transparent there's one time you know there was one still in the chamber but because i assumed it was loaded it was perfectly safe and i cleared it and it was all good so Paige, i i'm i'm oh, a i'm so happy i'm a benefit of that yeah absolutely and and i am heartened to hear you say that you know people the line was out the door of people buying firearms but the other key aspect of this and i'm so grateful that you brought this up it wasn't people just buying guns just to feel safe and then going off and living their lives they actually got training they actually got instruction that is another key distinction that people seem to kind of miss out on it's one thing to run and get guns and protect yourself you know that which is our constitutional right but it would behoove us to be up on the most uh, technological aspects of owning a gun and be most proficient in firearms. And that's where you find folks come in, right? 
Well, and what's crazy, Brad, is I've ran into so many people that actually don't know that they have to do that. They say, okay, I have, you know, a $500 budget to get a gun. And some gun stores, and any gun stores who are listening, listen in on this, please. But you say, okay, I have a $500 budget. That does not mean $500 to buy a gun and ammo. It's $500 to, or whatever your budget is, and that includes the gun. That includes target ammunition. That includes defensive ammo that you keep in your gun for protection at home or on your body and training. You need to bundle all of those things in. You don't just buy a gun and walk out the store. And that's what we changed our entire store or business plan to be is you buy a gun and you get training. And we, we have, we have actually uh, not turned people away, but we've encouraged people to take a class before buying a gun, even if they're ready that day. We said, we'll train you first, then buy the gun. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's, a, that's a thing that I, I learned early on. It was, you know, my wife and I went through extensive training, you know, like I say, getting our permits before we even purchased a firearm. And then once we felt comfortable enough, then that, then that came later. And uh, yeah, it was uh, definitely the best decision we ever made. And it, it is definitely worthwhile investment to be sure. So, once again, we've been joined by Paige Rue. Again, she a prominent Second Amendment adv- uh, activist. And check out her Salem Now docuseries entitled Reloaded. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention where you can find her online, somechickwhoshoots.com. And if you do a search for Some Chick Who Shoots on Facebook as well as Instagram, uh, you can find her on the socials there, too. As I, as I alluded to, uh, I found her on Instagram a few years ago when I started following all these Second Amendment activists, and uh, it's been very educational, too, and as I said, uh, very poignant moment, too, some personal stuff uh, getting engaged uh, to her fiancé. So a lot of, a lot of great content. Paige, appreciate the time today. Thank you so much, and uh, best of luck to you uh, personally and professionally going forward and uh, with this docuseries, and uh, great things are ahead, so we definitely appreciate your time uh, spending with us today. Thank you, Brad. Have a great day. You bet. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with a another segment on the broadcast with uh, me, Brad Carlson. Again, six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow or check us out on the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where we have a live stream of the broadcast up and running. Back in mere moments. Go nowhere. for an unforgettable night of laughter with hilarious comedian Jeff Allen. I married a tough one. Tammy's a tough woman. First thing she did when we got married was take my spine away from me. She keeps it in her purse. Don't miss your chance to see Jeff Allen's Are We There Yet? comedy tour. Three o'clock in the morning. I heard a noise. Here's your spine. Go down and see what it was. Comedian Jeff Allen will be in town on Thursday, November 16th, and you can save up to $10 per ticket. Just visit am1280thepatriot.com. I want to take a moment and think of one thing that you really wanted to do recently, but you did not because your back, leg, or foot pain got in the way. Mike Max here for the Good Feed Store. Well, you're not alone. We hear it all the time. Folks fed up with living with the pain that's been keeping them from doing what they love, looking to Good Feed for a solution. Good Feed is here to help you get back out there. Good Feed Art supports from the Good Feed store. They're designed to alleviate, even eliminate back, hip, and foot pain, plus provide improved balance, more comfort, 
and, well, a better life in general. Let Good Feet show you how. They can help turn your pain into possibilities with a free fitting at the Good Feet store. You'll be personally fit by an arch support specialist, and you'll walk around, see how they feel. Then you decide if they're right for you before you buy. With three Twin Cities locations, there's likely one just a hop, skip, and uh, you know what from you. Call 855-554-3338 today or schedule online at goodfeet.com. When I found out I was pregnant, I panicked. I was afraid, feeling pressured. I didn't know what else to do. I was nine weeks along and didn't know there were other options. I didn't know the baby already had a beating heart. I didn't know there were couples waiting to adopt. I called the confidential hotline and learned the facts. I found an option that both my baby and I can live with. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the billboard people. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking help and alternatives. Our age 800 hotline connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post-abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out on the web, prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. Paige Rue here, host of Reloaded, a reality show about my life as a girl to girl raised in a gun store. Yes, you heard that right, a gun store. We're a family on range in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm a firearms instructor, and my passion is to empower Americans to exercise their Second Amendment rights. This series is full of ups and downs, laughs, family drama, and of course, a lot of ammo. Join me and my family run three successful gun ranges while I prepare for the most difficult event of my life. You can find every episode now only at SalemNow.com. Hey, welcome back. AM twelve eight of the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. And here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for comments and questions. And don't forget our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where we have the live stream of our broadcast up and running. And as always, we appreciate tuning in. Again, Wild Wilson uh, has checked in, as always, from Texas. Thanks, as always. And thanks again to Diane. I apologize, Diane. Is it Kuhn or Keen? Diane Keen uh, checked in earlier on Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page on our live stream. So we appreciate the support. And thanks again to Paige Rue. Uh, what a what a delightful young lady. Uh, incredible future. Uh, has already accomplished so much in uh in her 20 something years and comes from a family of gunnies so uh just great to hear all those stories i mean i could have talked to her for another uh, couple of segments of everything that uh uh, she has experienced in the uh, second amendment community so we appreciate uh, her time today and again salemnow.com is where you can find her docuseries reloaded Uh, be sure to check that out and again some chick who shoots Dot com And again, do a search for some chick who shoots on Facebook and Instagram to find her socials as well. Because like I say, very educational videos for me being a eh, relatively new gun owner found it uh, very informative. So uh, we appreciate Paige's time today. Uh, kind of switching gears here a little bit. Uh, I didn't, uh, I was meant to talk about this in the first segment, but uh, I didn't get to it. I haven't talked at all about 
the debacle surrounding the U.S. House Speaker. Maybe I talked about it initially when uh, Kevin McCarthy, who was Speaker of the House, uh, was ousted by a handful of uh, Republicans. I mean, Matt Gates and Nancy Mace were the Republicans that headed up, and it was eight Republicans as well as all 208 Democrats who colluded, got together, and formed a majority to oust Kevin McCarthy as Speaker. And, you know, I... I'll be honest with you, I got no love for, for Kevin McCarthy. Always thought that this was, I, I mean, he was basically only existing to be Speaker of the House, was willing to do anything to be Speaker of the House, and basically agreed to these insane demands that he had no chance of meeting, you know, because obviously they were going to be enforced uh, pretty loosely by uh, the caucus who said by the Republicans who said, OK, we'll give you our vote, but you have to acquiesce to these particular demands. And look, they asked they ousted Kevin McCarthy with no plan B. So there has not been a speaker of the House for a few weeks. Uh, Steve Scalise was nominated by the Republicans, uh, but before a vote was even taken, decided to drop out because he saw very clearly that there were certain members of the Republican caucus that had their own agenda for the speaker's race. So he basically said, no, nah, I'm out. Don't don't want anything to do with this. Uh, Representative Jim Jordan out of Ohio, uh, he stepped up, became the Republican nominee, and he was several votes shy after the first vote. And then the subsequent votes, second and third vote, he bled support. He lost even more supporters. So after the third one, realized that yeah this was um this wasn't going to happen so then on friday evening i saw some news of a familiar name looking to throw his proverbial hat in the ring this is from a piece at punchbowl uh, dot new uh, punchbowl dot news uh, house majority whip tom emmer is the front runner in a massive field of candidates for speaker now that house republican conference has ousted representative jim jordan as their speaker-designate. Emmer nabbed an important endorsement right out of the gate. Former Speaker Kevin McCarthy told Punchbowl News on Friday afternoon that Emmer is the right person for the job. He can unite the conference. He understands the dynamics of the conference. He also understands what it takes to win and keep a majority. Remember that McCarthy still has a big base of support in the conference. Well, I'll be honest, it's 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 hard for me to be impartial about this one because, well, Tom Emmer is my congressman, and I've actually known him since 2010. My wife and I were talking about this uh, the other day. We were at a get-together, kind of a conser- you know, bunch of conservatives were getting together at uh, Old Mexico in Roseville. It's not there anymore. It used to be off of Larpenter and Lexington, I believe. Uh, it was one of the prominent conservative hangouts, uh, but I think it uh, fell victim to the uh, pandemic. But we, a few of us were hanging out there, and Emmer was seeking to be the Republican candidate for governor. And this was early 2010, and he was kind of a unknown member of the Minnesota House. He really wasn't that well-known. And by sheer grit and enthusiasm and hard work, started to make a name for himself to the point where he ended up getting the Republican endorsement for governor and didn't have a serious primary challenge because his main opponent, Marty Seifert, uh, abided by the endorsement. 
So Emmer became the the Republican candidate for governor in 2010 and lost that race by less than 1%. So think about it. He almost became governor, and he was someone that I, I, I kept in touch with over the years. Of course, he ended up being a talk radio host on the lesser conservative talk station. And when Michelle Bachman decided not to seek reelection in 2014, Tom Emmer was the guy who ended up becoming the nominee and was first elected in 2014 and uh, was has been elected handily ever since then. So when you think about having a House speaker, you think about having someone in place, first of all, that they're going to win their congressional district pretty handily, which is why the Democrats had Nancy Pelosi forever and ever because you know she was out of San Francisco. So, of course, she was never in any danger of losing reelection and the way the 6th Congressional District is constructed, Tom Emmer isn't in any real danger of ever losing re-election as long as he wants it. So, again, he's someone who I who I grew to like, who I supported for his run for governor in 2010. Uh, was very enthusiastic when he decided to jump in the race to represent our district uh, in 2014, and he ended up being the nominee and really hasn't faced any serious challenge ever since he's been the Republican nominee. And, you know, again, I'm able to compartmentalize, you know, when a politician shows a, 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 a human side, a personal side that may, you know, I'm able to at least acknowledge that and respect that, even if I may disagree with them on some policy issues. And with Tom Emmer, you know, I've never had any real serious big disagreements with him on some policy issues. Now, I will say, when he was first elected, I and as well as some other constituents in the 6th Congressional District kind of said, you know, Congressman Emmer, you know, this was this was after the 2014. That was a legitimate red wave where Republicans flipped nine seats in the Senate to take a huge majority in the Senate and Republicans after the 2014 election cycle had their largest house majority, I believe since, uh, gosh, I can't remember the last time. I think it was in, in literally a generation long time. And I and many other constituents in the sixth congressional district, conservatives, staunch conservatives were a little concerned that, Congressman Emmer, newly elected Congressman Emmer in 2014, wasn't wasn't giving us a lot of red meat. It's like, look, the Republicans had one of their largest wave elections probably since 1994. That you know, Bill Clinton's first term. Okay, and this would of course this was of course in the midst of Barack Obama's second term. You know, throw us a little red meat here. Okay, so again, I wasn't. There, there wasn't a lot of huge policy differences. I know a lot of people want to bring up the, the national popular vote, which uh, he was once on board with. I don't know that he's, I, I think he realizes that really isn't going anywhere. So he hasn't uh, really been uh, public with his support of that, if he even supports it at all anymore. I certainly can be corrected if I'm wrong. But that's something that I think a lot of Emmer detractors were trying to put on our radar. And it just, uh, he, he really hasn't, brought it up since then. So I bring all that up to say that my grandmother passed away in the summer of 2014. So at the time, Tom Emmer was just a candidate for Congress. And somehow he found out about it, and he and his wife, Jackie, sent me a nice sympathy card. 
acknowledging the loss of my grandmother. This was, this, again, the summer of 2014, so a few months before he won his first election. Now, again, he was already the candidate. Um, he was really no, not in any danger of losing his primary race. I think, I think Rhonda Sivaraja ran in the primary, if I'm not mistaken, in 2014. I know she vied for the endorsement, but I think she also ran in the primary. But anyways, he was in no real danger of losing in the primary that was coming up in August. But nevertheless, that was such a kind gesture, and I appreciated it so much. But like I say, I I can appreciate it while still having some issues with how he was going about his business representing our district. So I say all that to say that I like I like Tom Emmer a lot. I, I think he's a, he's a no-nonsense guy. And, yeah, I think he could appeal to many factions. And the fact that Trump doesn't support him makes me support him all that much more. So, you know, if you want to know my standard on that, I guess that that's kind of what I'm going with. So uh, I think that he—I will say that he's been probably one of the most hands-on, engaged members of Congress that I've had the pleasure of voting for. You know, I, I lived in the 3rd Congressional District for— uh, for about eight years, from like 2000 to 2008, when Jim Ramstead represented us, and he was, you know, he was a pro-choice Republican. He's very, very moderate, but very, very popular, you know, as behooves a district like that. And I remember leaving Congressman Ramstead a voicemail, and he sent me a personalized letter uh, a day or two later, okay, within a couple of days, and, and I and I appreciated that gesture. Yet Tom Emmer has personally called me on my cell phone, left me messages. So if nothing else, if Tom Emmer were to become Speaker of the House, I can say, hey, I have the sitting Speaker of the House's uh, contact, personal contact information right on my phone. That's not why I would support him, of course. But uh, it seems to me like there are multiple factions that could get behind this. But the fact that Trump doesn't support him, I don't know if Trump has as big a pull anymore with the current House members, maybe with the likes of Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gaetz. Um, But I don't know. If there are other performative leg humpers like those uh, in the Republican caucus, well, I guess remains to be seen. But uh, Congressman Emery, uh, on his uh, personal Twitter page, put out a long statement why he is seeking to run for the speakership. And I'm just to the point, realistically, I'm ready for this nonsense to be over. Just get a speaker in place because you think about it, we're having an election coming up in just over uh, 12 months from now. So whomever is speaker, okay, is really barely going to be there barely over a year. And then if the Republicans can hang on to the House, then you can do this. Then you can do this all over again. So really, this is just the sign of how inept Republicans are in that there was no plan B when they ousted Kevin McCarthy. And we're getting what we're getting here. So I guess I'm just to the point. Let's just get this nonsense over, get through the next year plus, And then if hopefully they can have a bigger majority where the chaotic eight that they're uh, or whatever they're calling themselves now, uh, they can be rendered irrelevant. So dare to dream on that one. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag N-A-R-N show. That's hashtag Narn show. Or check out our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where we have a live stream of the broadcast up and running. Brad Carlson, the closer, back with one final segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere.
This is McGruff the Crime Dog with an important message. Before you think about buying counterfeit products, think again. You're smart. Buy smart. Go for real. Learn more at McGruffPSA.org. This message is brought to you by the United States Patent and Trademark Office and the National Crime Prevention Council. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-914-1358. 800-914-1358. That's 800-914-1358. Looking for a new way to give back to your community, learn new skills, and make a real difference? Consider volunteering with your local fire department. The majority of U.S. firefighters and emergency responders are volunteers, answering the call when their community needs them. Be part of a dedicated team of volunteers who step up and protect their community from all types of hazards. You can be the difference. There's no typical firefighter. Anyone can volunteer to serve their community. Volunteering as a first responder is really about having the heart and drive to make a difference where it's needed most. Aside from helping your community and being there for those in need, being a member of the Volunteer Fire Service provides many benefits, including an opportunity to learn new skills and join a family that will serve with you, always have your back, and train you to be the best version of yourself. Your community needs you. Will you answer the call? Learn more and find a local volunteer opportunity at makemeafirefighter.org. That's makemeafirefighter.org. Hi, John Wichko, owner of Advantage Autoglass, your local autoglass specialist. At Advantage Autoglass, we have some crazy ideas. Ideas like a lifetime warranty on all windshield replacements, like a person answering when you call, not a robot, and that you don't need the insurance hassle. We'll handle all the paperwork for you. Crazy, right? Visit ReplaceMyWindshield.com, and we'll come to you at home or work anywhere in the metro. ReplaceMyWindshield.com. That's ReplaceMyWindshield.com. Whether you're preparing for a typical Sunday morning or a special holiday service, you'll find an array of helpful, creative tools from Worship House Media. From countdown timers to sermon illustrations, visit worshiphousemedia.com. That's worshiphousemedia.com, a division of Salem Media Group. Maybe midnight or midday, never early, never late. Hey, welcome back. I'm 12 the Patriot. what he claimed. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks always for tuning in. 651-289-4488. That's the number to call. Get us away in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And you can also check out our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where we have a live stream of the broadcast up and running. So one final segment. Uh, short segment. I only got about five minutes remaining in the in the uh, broadcast. I did want to address uh, what's going on in the uh, presidential race, specifically the race for the uh, GOP nominee for president. 
Really not a whole lot has changed. Donald Trump still has what at least seems to be an insurmountable lead. Um, But again, these are national polls. Uh, I think what's really important is state to state. You know, where where does it stand in Iowa? Uh, It's definitely not a foregone conclusion in Iowa that Trump is going to win. New Hampshire, I think, definitely is more uh, Trump-friendly territory. Nikki Haley has been gaining on Trump in New Hampshire, although Trump still has a sizable lead. And South Carolina, again, these are all the early states. Um, not really sure what's what's going on there. But, uh, you know, a- as it stands now, it looks like Trump will be the candidate. But, uh, again, the performative leg humpers who are going around saying that uh, all these other candidates should drop out and coalesce behind Trump is complete nonsense, and uh, sh- that should not happen. But uh, I am, I am saying, I will say that I have been very impressed with the candidacy of Ron DeSantis. Now, again, I have no no real dog in the, in the fight. I I've made it very clear I will not vote for Donald Trump for president if he's the Republican candidate. Uh, and I would not vote for Vivek Ramaswamy if he were the Republican candidate, but he's not going to be, so that's a moot point. But yeah, if if someone like Ron DeSantis or Nikki Haley or, or Tim Scott or even even North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum, who I don't know if Mitch has ever mentioned this, uh, is married to Mitch's high school classmate. I don't know if I don't know if Mitch has ever mentioned that on these airwaves. He he may within the last ten minutes anyway. <laughs> just kidding, Mitch. Just kidding, Mitch. I love you. Just having fun, but. I will say that I am impressed with how Ron DeSantis is running his campaign, and a lot of people will push back and say, "Wait, what? He hasn't done anything. He hasn't. All he does is all he's done done in debates. He's not generating any numbers in the polling. What do you mean? What he's run a good campaign? Well, you know what? I'm I call me old school. Call me old fashioned. I actually appreciate a campaign that engages in oh, I don't know, substantive policy issues." And competent governance, what a nice change of pace that is. I'm actually enjoying the change of pace as opposed to the, you know, own the libs and send out, you know, uh, uh, crazed, loony uh, social media posts. And I think DeSantis has set the standard for competent governance. This is from uh, WFLA.com in Florida. Uh, This was just over a week ago. The governor Uh, Governor Ron DeSantis signed an executive order that enabled Florida Division of Emergency Management to bring Floridians home and transport supplies out to Israel. They estimate some 20,000 U.S. citizens, including Floridians, are stranded in Israel. The executive order directs the Florida Division of Emergency Management to charter flights for Americans trying to get home. It also states, quote, there are more than 20,000 Americans, including Floridians in Israel, who wish to return home but are unable to do so. The executive order allows the state of Florida to carry out logistical rescue and evacuation operations to keep its residents safe. After the vicious Hamas massacres nearly two weeks ago, Project Dynamo launched Operation Promised Land. So for those who readily dismiss these actions as a mere publicity stunt, by Governor DeSantis, I suggest you look at the totality of his tenure as Florida governor. His rational, calm presence successfully navigated the state through the COVID-19 pandemic. We've talked about it ad nauseum on this show. Uh, As well as swift, efficient rebuilding efforts in the aftermath of multiple hurricanes. I mean, there was just a big hurricane there within the last month. And how the emergency preparedness was in place and 
how the rebuilding efforts began quickly and efficiently in the aftermath of these hurricanes. And the COVID-19 response, where Florida remained economically sound, one of the most strongest economically sound states in the union. And here's the key aspect is they haven't fall, fallen woefully behind in kids' education and education standards when schools were closed. Florida basically didn't close down schools, like unlike New York, unlike New Jersey, unlike California, where kids are suffering for being away from the in-person teaching for so long. Florida has thrived. And people may point to California not having as high a death rate as Florida. And there's a couple of things to that. Number one, Florida is primarily a state where there are elderly residents. So naturally, they were going to be more susceptible. And unfortunately, a lot of them succumbed to when COVID did hit. But it wasn't nearly as bad as what you saw in New York. And secondly, let's talk about how citizens and the economy is thriving in Florida and students are thriving in Florida as opposed to New York and California. You want to you want to show the true test. Let's have that debate. I don't know if the DeSantis uh, Newsom debate is still going to happen, but that's where you're definitely going to see the distinction between the two states. So again, uh, I I am hoping someone can step forward outside of Trump. And again, I am more taken in by a candidacy that shows competent governance instead of loony filled. Uh, social media posts and just uh, screaming about a rigged election that wasn't rigged. So, but your mileage may vary, folks. As always, I've enjoyed it. Am 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Godspeed, my friends. Have a blessed week. Closing time. Turn all of the lights on. Me and my wife, Lisa, would definitely recommend JTR Roofing. Hey, it's Mike from Chanhassen. The storm damage that we had was uh, golf ball size hail chunks and it cracked some of the, the existing tiles. Putting this roof on, it, it's a little complicated. We had to take our copper gutters off that JTR helped us out on. And uh, you needed some roofers that really knew what they were doing. And we also uh, had some damage uh, on some of the sliding doors facing the lake where we live off of. And they were able to work with Marvin. And we are, we'll be putting the windows in with help from JTR on that also. JTR probably, I think what really stood out to both my wife and myself was they showed up prior to the workers starting to work every other morning just to make sure things were right. And the timing of it and the respect of the property and everything else, the workers were terrific. And, and me and my wife, Lisa, would definitely recommend JTR Roofing. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. Hi, former CI officer and survival expert Jason Hansen here. I teach people how to prepare for the unexpected. And right now, most Americans with a 401k, IRA, or other types of retirement accounts are not prepared for a financial crisis that could hit the U.S. in the next 45 days if we don't fix our ramped up government spending. I have partnered with Advantage Gold, the number one rated precious metals company in America, to release my new financial crisis survival kit that's 100% free for everyone with a retirement account who calls in today. Simply call 800-900-8000. My financial crisis survival kit is jam-packed with valuable information on how you can protect yourself with physical gold and silver. 
your first step to protection is calling 800-900-8000 and speaking to one of their gold IRA specialists. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Check with your financial advisor before investing. Again, simply call 800-900-8000. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. This is Dennis Prager. Now you can listen to my show when it's convenient for you and without censorship from Big Tech. Become a member of the ultimate online community for all things Prager. It's PragerTopia Unlimited. Listen to every radio show over the last 10 years, all commercial free. You can even listen to all my Torah teachings for free. Join today and save 25% off the first year and get a free PragerTopia coffee mug. Go to PragerTopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.